Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author and one of the creators of Fluid Style Co., a clothing company created for bisexuals. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi. So today I have a very special guest, Dr. Mary Andrus, who is, I think of as the Yoda of bisexual affirmative therapy. Thank you so much for being here today. Sure. So today we're going to be talking about something kind of complex uh, for some people, which is how do you know that you're bisexual? And certainly for some people, for myself, I, I figured it out rather quickly because I was having uh, attractions at a young age. But that's not the case for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, for many people, the, the situations come out later in life. Mm -hmm. And also, there was a CDC study, I've done a video about this, a CDC study, um, where the number of bisexuals went up and they looked at the study and, and you know, figured out why that was. And it was because when people are asked first about their behavior or their attraction and then asked their identity, mm -hmm. uh, they're more likely to identify as bisexuals. So with all those people, those mostly straight people, how are they to know if they are bisexual? Yeah, great question, and I'm really glad you brought up that study. I think what the study points out most of all is the stigma mm -hmm. about bisexuality, and that when you ask somebody a label and do you fit this box, people just go no, no, no. You know, so there's still this kind of biphobia related to that term. But when you ask people what their behaviors and their attractions are, you, you see much more fluidity and you see people kind of claiming that and then kind of drawing this king oh if this is what that means they go right into that but nobody wants the boxes you know that's right. part of what we're recognizing most of all uh, there's two studies you know that i think are relevant related to this um, the kinsey scale which a lot of people know the zero to six mm -hmm. and so we look at very few people actually just sit right there on that three because nobody stays in boxes very well. But you could potentially say anybody from a two to a five is somewhere along a bi spectrum. Right. Uh, and I know lots of people will say, oh, I'm a Kinsey six all the time, you know, or uh, heterosexuals that'll just say, oh, I'm definitely completely 100% heterosexual. But what that spectrum is looking at is it's looking at what your attractions are like, what your fantasies are like, what some of your behaviors might be like. Uh, and, and that's where when you start adding in those variances, you start to see people with that more kind of fluid or bi identity. So for those people who are on the outskirts of the spectrum, uh -huh. let's say there are two or uh -huh. there are five. Yeah. Um, how... And I will tell you, I mean, even though I knew, and it's a tough topic, because yeah. even though I knew I was bisexual at 17, I kind of said, you know what, I must be bisexual. I went through many years where I was like, well, maybe I'm no longer bisexual. Uh -huh. You know, I'm now attracted to this woman, so maybe I'm now straight. Uh -huh. Or, you know, oh my goodness, I find attracted to this guy, I'm now gay. So, really, 
Is it the feelings? Is it the behavior? Like, what exactly is it? So that's great. So we talked about, like, there's identity, feelings, and behavior. And identity is is what I claim for myself. You know, do I claim, uh, we can claim, like, I can claim I'm heterosexual, I can claim I'm bi, or I can claim I'm gay. And that's basically a label that I'm putting on myself. Then what I'm doing might be completely different. You know, we see people that might identify as hetero, but they're out, you know, having sex, same-sex experiences. Right. And they're, you know, that their identity isn't something they're claiming, you know, in an authentic way related to their behavior. So... I'm losing this track of your question, though. But I, I, I want that. So that identity is the label piece. Yes. Then the feelings. And so I want to go back to the Kinsey 2. Okay. So a Kinsey 2 would be somebody who predominantly identifies as heterosexual, you yes. know, and yet what their behavior is is predominantly um, is opposite sex, but their fantasy life might be towards the same gender. And so what happens is it might be that you're having sex as a male with your wife, but you have to think about that hot guy from the movie you just watched to get off. You know, that might be what a Kinsey 2 looks like for someone. Okay. Let's say you move up, you know, or a 1 or a 2. Well, that might be a Kinsey 1. The Kinsey 2 is like you occasionally um, engage in some kind of play, you know. So maybe you're having some kind of sexual contact with men occasionally, but you're very much keeping that secret and very much kind of holding on to this mostly straight identity. Well, let me give you an exa a couple okay. of examples. Yeah. So I have had to male best friends uh, through my life yeah. and one of them said we're talking about bisexuality and he said you know i i've had feelings but i didn't do anything about it so you know I, so i'm not bisexual um and another one said you know when i was in high school i saw i saw a guy i was attracted to but they weren't in the same clubs i was in you know they were they were different i would have had to make an effort to go over there and, and make something happen with them so no i didn't do it so no i'm not bisexual either okay where is that line? Because I you know I, and this is just my personal opinion, but I believe that like on the spectrums, uh, on the outskirts, there's a level of choice going on there. Um, because you know when you're married, uh, you can choose to nurture feelings for other people, uh -huh. and you can choose not to. Right. Um, you can choose to act on your feelings. You can choose not to act on your feelings, and Lord knows people choose to identify how they choose to identify. Right. So is it? Is it somewhat, for some people, obviously not for me it isn't, um, and for many people it's not, but for some people is being bisexual choice. So bisexual identity or behavior? Because, uh, well, let's go through all, all right, of them. Yeah. So what you just described about your two friends, mm -hmm. I would say they're potentially bi-curious. You know? So what they're saying is that they're identifying as heterosexual but they have feelings or they've had attractions towards the same sex. So they haven't necessarily acted on those attractions. They can decide whatever they want to call themselves. There are definitely people who are abstinent or asexual who aren't being sexual anywhere, but they still identify as either straight, gay, or bisexual okay. because it's their way of seeing themselves and that's the most honest way for them to claim who they're attracted to. Okay. So then that's so that's one identity. The identity and then the behavior could be the you know that there's somebody who is engaging in a lot of sex with either same or opposite sex people or both 
and yet they're not claiming any identity, and that could be their um, homophobia or their biphobia, you know, that they're saying, no, no, I'm, I'm straight, but they're closeted in a way because their behavior doesn't look straight. Okay. Yeah. You know, so they're not they're not going to own that by label or that by identity, um, but their behavior is definitely looking that way. And we don't impose this necessarily. I mean, you can impose it. I don't know what value it does for you. I think the whole point of you doing this series is to help by people be more real and more authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And also, I mean, and personally, once again. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like for some, bisexuality is a choice. Not because, um, before anyone gets up in arms, not because, um, not so other people can like run away from the bisexual label, but I feel like, I remember once, like someone had done a video a couple years ago about being bisexual, um, and he, someone wrote me on the comment section saying how uh, they were distressed very distressed and, and leading to very negative behavior um, because they felt a same-sex attraction to a wrestler on television. Mm -hmm. um, and because of this, they were saying hateful things towards other bisexuals. Uh. Um, and I spoke to him about it and I kind of explained to him that, you know, because you have an, um, you're drawn to a particular person of the same sex, it doesn't mean anything. It could, it could psychologically just be something, this could be a father figure for you. Um, and you could be then interpreting in other ways. There's so many things about it uh, that could be the case um, that that does not mean you're gay, does not mean you're bisexual. And it seemed to have relieved some of his stress mm -hmm. and then allowed him not to be so judgmental to himself, not to be so uh, angry. And reactive. Yeah. And reactive, people. which allowed him to perhaps come into his bisexuality in his own way at his own time. So, you know, I personally feel that if you, if you say that, you know, not for everybody, but certainly for some people, it's a matter of choice, it relieves the pressure of having to identify um, and hence allows you to come to it in your own terms. Yeah, yeah, I bet you've gotten a lot of pushback on that choice word, but let me, <laughs> no, let me, let me just go into, there's, there are always choices, but choices are related to, um, expression there's choice in terms of am i choosing to be real with who i am mm -hmm. so that's one choice you know do i um, choice of authenticity yes the choice of authenticity and so you can have a public identity or a private identity you're making your choice about that about how out somebody might want to be then you have your choices about feelings and behaviors now feelings sounds suspicious because we think feelings just happen to us mm -hmm. But we do have feelings, and then we feed our feelings, or yes. we repress our feelings, you know. And so let me think, let me say, like, for example, if you're in a, a relationship and you have deemed it to be a monogamous relationship, and this happens for everyone in relationships, you might have feelings for somebody outside of your relationship. And then you can uh, engage a lot in flirting behavior and you're feeding those feelings. You're letting that infatuation grow. Or you can say, uh-oh, warning, danger. This could really complicate my committed monogamous relationship. Yes. So you choose to starve those feelings in a sense as opposed to feeding them. And right. then what you do is you feed the primary relationship. And maybe what you do is you bring into that primary relationship, if you have a comfortable, authentic relationship, 
man, I really got triggered by, you know, the same sex person, even though I'm in an opposite sex relationship or something. Right. And maybe that becomes part of this relationship. Or maybe you complicate your relationship even more and say, maybe this monogamy thing is not working for us, you know, and that might be one of those difficult conversations. But that's part of that authenticity, too, is that we do this trial and error and try to figure out what's the best fit for our own kind of real selves. So it's a complicated, complicated, yes. complicated thing. Yes. Um, and who really, for each of us, like as a community, we can identify bisexual and say it is if the, the, the capacity to have um, romantic or sexual attraction to a person of more than one gender. We can say as a community, but for an as an individual, mm -hmm. it's up to each of us to determine what is most authentic to us. Yeah. And it is authentic to us to be... Uh, to be bisexual, identify with bisexual, then it's up to us to either nurture it or not nurture it. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and one way to nurture a bi identity is to learn more about what does this mean? Because I think that there's so many uh, negative messages in our culture or invisibility, either negative or invisible. Right. But when you start to look at who some of the creative geniuses you know, that are part of the bi community, it gives you this sense of pride. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, you know, in my still, still bisexual video, I talk about how, you know, uh, I think it was Socrates and, and Alexander the Great and Julius Caesar and, and Malcolm X and just all these people. Yeah. Uh, well, not David Foster, a um, huge uh, uh, producer, musician, producer, who is also... Uh, David Bowie. <laughs> well, there's David there's Bowie. David Bowie. <laughs> there's that guy. Um, and all these other people to be a part of that, to be um, amongst them. And, yeah. you know, we did a video about the positives about being bisexual and um, how being bisexual, how being in uh, that community helps us to be more creative when we embrace it, uh, helps us to kind of self-actualize. So it's a matter of just choosing whether or not um, we want to be in part of this and then Encouraging if you are, and nurturing if you are. Right. Very deep. <laughs> Very interesting. Interesting, and I, I thank you so much for being here. If someone, because you are a bisexual affirmative therapist, uh -huh. if someone wanted to get in contact with you, how would you how think about doing that? Probably email. Or my name is Mary Andres, A-N-D-R-E-S, at gmail.com. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. If you would like to support this podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romances on Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can check out my bisexual t-shirts on Amazon by searching for the company Bisexual Real Talk. And you can go to Fluid Style Co.'s website at www.fluidstyleco.com. There you'll find plaid flannels for women and plaid dress shirts for men, all in the pride flag colors, specifically the bisexual, queer, asexual, and sexually fluid flag colors. Please support the channel and check it out. Until the next podcast, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.